0: When nine hundred years old you reach, look as good you or not.
1: Hmm? I am the one who knocks. You maniac You blew it up oh, Damn you God Damn you all the hell Do the man to the estate
0: Montaukie Skies
2: Hey welcome to Montaugy Skies, I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. I'm Jeremiah. So I'm just going to say this right out of the gate, and then we're going to move on. But uh, last week, I went off on a rant about the the Confederate fountain in Helena, and I just wanted to report it got removed. And it wasn't, we'll see if it gets removed. Like It straight it's up got removed. It, it yeah. got removed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so we were talking about a little bit on the porch before we started recording. Uh, So we won't jump too heavy into it, but I'm just glad it's gone. There's a lot of people spitting a lot of venom about it right now, but that's kind of predictable. Unfortunately, Um, there's just going to be people that don't want to see progress because it questions them a little bit and they'll always come up with an excuse. There'll always be a reason for their to not spend the money to remove it. But I look at it as progress Um, I wasn't totally thrilled with the mayor (laughs) (laughs) because he had said before that he was against removing it. And then now they're saying it's like a safety issue. And so that's why they got it removed. And so I'm glad that it got removed, but I don't feel like he did it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nicer if he was like, you know, this is a white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs)
3: No tolerance.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it was...
3: You know, I put a thing up on Facebook after we recorded last week. um, Because they took, what was it, 70 years before they put up that monument. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, most of the people that had moved Helena from Confederate States were dead. Yeah. At that point. I mean, we were still like a mining colony. And so, I mean, it was something that should have never been put up in the first place. And I mean, it wasn't a, I mean, if you just take it without the symbolism behind it, I mean, it wasn't a bad fountain, but there was a lot of hate behind it. So, you know, they took 70 years before they put the, put that monument up. And so I put out on Facebook, you know, it would be basically the equivalent. If the sons of, uh, the Third Reich <laughs> decided to put up a Axis right. monument, and so you know it's just kind of it shouldn't have been there in the first place.
2: Yeah, uh, and I encourage people to like go go look up the Daughters of the Confederacy on the internet and see what they're all about because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can tell pretty easily it's a thinly veiled white supremacist yeah, group and
3: i mean they put up those similar fountains across the country most mostly across the south but most of those fountains said colored and white on them
2: so i mean just because they didn't do that here and i would also point at the placement of it i don't remember if i got into this last week but it's right across from the civic center that's modeled after a mosque <laughs> i mean, you know like it's, it's not it's not a coincidence to me right. uh it, if they hadn't had the civic center there they probably would have found one of the buildings with the jewish markers on it because we have a couple of those so we used to have a jewish population here still do yeah it's pretty small though it's small but i mean it is there yeah but um, I'm sure that that fountain would have found its way near one of those landmarks if the, the, the Civic Center yeah, wasn't it there. Was, so.
3: be, the, that fountain was put between the Masonic Temple and the Civic Center that you had mentioned with the, was modeled after a mosque.
2: Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. They, they <laughs> found the optimal placement <laughs> for their cause. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Disgusting. But uh, let's move on to some nerdy news. We're not going to make this a whole thing because I feel like I shouted out all of my feelings. Yeah. Unless uh, Jeremiah, you didn't have a chance last week, did you? Want to contribute anything or? You know,
0: I think um, them being removed, all the monuments, it's a it's a step forward to a brighter future. I just wish people could see that and be more happier about it rather than be so hateful and against one another you know i just wish people could take it for what it is let it go and then move on you know just like everyone else
2: yeah well i'm gonna let it go provided they don't put it back up (laughs) (laughs) which i won't totally rule out (laughs) (sighs) right now it seems like it's gone and and I've said this before, but also not on the podcast. If they stick that in the museum with like signage explaining the whole deal behind it and the white supremacist group that put it up and stuff, right. I'm totally fine with that. It's Go a for part it. of history,
0: but yeah. you know, it's not a part of who we should be now. And yeah. that's that's the whole concept behind getting them removed. And I back that entirely.
2: Yeah. And I think that putting up monuments and things of that nature. Around in public is more celebrating things than it is teaching history yeah, most of exactly. the time. And so, if you want to teach a history of that, like a couple blocks from where we're sitting right now, there's the Historical Society and they got tons of space for things. Yeah, like exactly. they've got yeah. a lot of things there already. So, feel free to, to put it in there. And I'd just say, like, crack a book. If you want to learn some history, you want your kid <laughs> to Open learn some book. history. Actually, yeah. you know, it would be the best
3: place for that in Montana. Where's that? The Miracle of America Museum. What's in that? In Poulson, Montana. It is the most crazy collection of everything you can think of in <laughs> in Montana. If you're ever driving through uh, Polson, Montana on Highway 93 and you got like two, three hours to kill, it it's fascinating. I mean, they have all tars, sorts of stuff they have. Like uh, Vietnam era helicopters and tanks, and they have uh, um, a whole like all sorts of uh, World War II memorabilia. Um, and it's pretty thorough explaining what it is. I mean, they have both Allied and Axis memorabilia in there, like showing. I mean, what the world was like in 1941. So, I mean. If the historical society doesn't take it, like if it ended up there, I think it would be a good place for that.
2: Yeah. The only thing that worries me is we don't know what they're going to do with it yet. It's in storage somewhere and they're not saying where or what they're going to do. make a
0: fountain and like a normal fountain (laughs) and then just destroy that one or, you know, put it in a museum. That'd be cool too.
2: Yeah, I kind of like the first option better, <laughs> right? but I'm trying to reach out a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but let's destroy it. Let's be yeah, honest.
0: Yeah, here. we should just <laughs> destroy it and abolish it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not super happy with that fountain, but, um, so we're going to start out some news that I just don't know how to transition. So I'm not even going to try. Uh, NBC has officially killed the Xena re- reboot. Oh. So oh. we talked about it god i
0: didn't even know that was a thing yeah and now it, i'm sad it's about been it. a while it's
2: been a while uh but they were talking about it and they said that they were most likely gonna get lucy lawless and not playing xena but playing like somebody else in the show i love but, when they it like, that. yeah yeah and sam Raimi had some part in the production i don't know how much he was going to be involved in it but like he was definitely i mean he helped create the show yeah. so but uh, it's it's dead. They said like there's a tiny tiny chance it'll be revived if if somebody steps into Showrun and has like a good unique idea, but I guess they just weren't impressed with with what they were seeing. Um, I I think that's a bummer. Like I think Dana's Zena's yeah, yeah Zena's totally ready to to get back out there. Right. I, re- I want to hear.
1: La, 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 la. I, like
3: <laughs> I don't think NBC was the. Uh, The right choice choice as far as, like, a place to put that. And just thinking back, like, when Xena was first on the air, it was that terrible Saturday night slot.
2: Well, it was... Or, no, it was Sunday night slot. It was all over the place because it was syndicated. So, like, I feel like it was a Sunday night thing when Sunday night shows weren't really big. If you remember, like, the Sunday night shows being big, that I think HBO... HBO really started and that. Simpsons that,
3: yeah. did that.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I think it was like Oz and Sopranos. Like that started it as like a premiere night for HBO. And then slowly other people did. And to where like most shows, most big shows are on Sunday night now, which is crazy right. I feel I feel that like they just was, flipped like that, you know?
3: I feel like it was that late was it on I don't think it was on NBC originally was it I thought it was a it was, Fox
2: joint It was on whatever network wanted like it wasn't even net- network it's whatever affiliate wanted to carry it and pay for it cuz it was syndicated Okay so it wasn't like
3: I remember like watching it on Saturday nights at KO's Club in Bozeman <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah and I I honestly I can't remember what network we saw it on here but I know it had different nights depending on um like it was possible to see it twice a week here for sure and it was on different channels and I know when I went to visit like in Oregon like visit my family it would be on like different nights and stuff like it was it was a syndicated show so it was just all over the place kind of like star trek the next generation and uh-huh. like most of the star trek shows were syndicated so they were just kind of whoever wanted to pick it up, you could watch it that way. So there's probably like sections of the country that didn't get any of these shows, oh you know? Oh
0: God, I can't even imagine a world without Xena. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Remember the struggles of only being able to watch
0: something when it comes out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like that
1: anymore.
2: Not even close. Like... Yeah, well, I'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) It's almost going to slip, and it's a Game of Thrones talk, but we'll save that for the end so we don't spoil um, for anybody. What
0: what that kind of reminded me of is
2: um, Neil Blumpkamp,
0: I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to do an Alien sequel and totally disregard, like, 3 and 4, and he made great artwork. And then, you know, really, Scott was like, we're going to do my thing.
2: Yep. Yeah, when they got Ridley Scott in, did they you did watch Prometheus. the short
0: film he came out with? No, it is solid. Sigourney Weaver's in it. It's basically a mixture of kind of like it's like um, District Nine if they came back and they were super angry at us, and it's really good. I think it's like twenty some minutes. Definitely worth checking out.
2: And is that that that's like the Alien franchise? Well.
0: It, it was- I know he made it because it got canceled, because they weren't okay. letting him do that. So, right. And I know he was in talks with Sigourney Weaver about doing something, and then that got canned. Because she was definitely a
2: part of what he was going to do, yeah, but and that I mean, was big I mean, news. the
0: artwork was uh, phenomenal, Yeah, man. I did it see was, the concept art. It was art. awesome, and I was so excited for it, but it didn't become a thing. But what he's doing now, he's doing short films for, I can't remember, some company, but... It's pretty solid. I saw the first one, which was, they called it a Raka or or something like that. Okay. Definitely worth watching. I'm
2: going to check that out. You were telling me before you had like a crazy theory on Alien Covenant, right? Oh, yeah. And I know you bought the Blu-ray and you've been like just talking endlessly about it. Oh, my God. I want to hear what your theory is. Have you you seen this yet, Brandon? Are you going to watch it? No. So no mean, go both. ahead go go yeah. ahead and spoil it. <laughs> okay. right, I might right. I
0: might end up watching it, but go ahead and Covenant is like kind of a prequel to Xenomorphs more than it's a prequel to like just the standalone alien movie. It it helps put a standpoint in saying that there was a difference between the first like AI on the first alien and then Bishop. Because it starts off with uh, Michael Fassbender being awoken. And he's like, you know, who am I? And uh, what's his name? Gaia Pierce, I think, is the dude who plays Wayland. is like, you know, I made you. And he's like, well, are are you God? You know, blah, 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 blah. And they're talking about, like, what it means to create. And that's the whole movie is about creation, which is such an interesting, like, just way to do it. So the whole thing is David creating Xenomorphs his perfect organism because he wants to like he wants he he hates the whole God theory because D- uh guy Pierce Wayland. He was like he was really salty to him because he was like, well, I will live forever because I'm a, a robot, you know, and you will die. And he's like, well, pour me some tea <laughs> and, you know he just kind of has a hatred for humanity so it's kind of interesting to see how he interacts with like another robot and how he basically created the xenomorphs
2: and the really interesting thing to me about that um so you have you have the david robot and then he is we find out it's 10 years later or something yeah. for between prometheus and covenant and we find out that the the androids have been updated but yeah. They scaled them back, yeah, essentially, because they were
0: creepy in it. Yeah, and because that-
2: they had they had the ability to create, and it made humans uncomfortable, and so they did away with the creation aspect of the of the robot. So David is like unique in that he can still create as an android, but the really? newer model can't. However. The he newer Android, how to play the flute. <laughs> yeah, and can he like? But it's because he's shown, right? Like he can't, yeah. he can't create a piece himself. Well,
0: well, like I, I listened to the uh, commentary because I'm, I'm such a nerd for stuff like that. Yeah, and oh,
2: I am too. But really, I have kids, so I can't dive in quite <laughs> right. like I used to. <laughs> really, Scott explains
0: how he's trying to show him that even though he has all this stuff holding him back, he can still be creative and be his own individual because more of it being an even alien story it's more about creation and like i've uh i feel like movies these days like with a uh, ghost in the Shell, a uh, west world and stuff like that it's all about what is consciousness what does it mean to create what does it mean to have a self you know and they really pushed forward on that and it was really really cool and uh, I can't wait for the special edition. I'm going to buy that, too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah, we were talking about uh, that.
2: Uh, we were saying if they ever put out one, I was like, dude, it's the Alien franchise. Dude, they're like, going to. Alien 3, um, Fincher took his name off of it because when he was editing it, he like he was having all kinds of fights with the studio. And they hired him because they thought like he was creative, but they also wanted to push him around because he'd only done music videos at that <laughs> point. And so he said, fuck you. And he walked out like while they were editing it and so they kept his name on it but they had somebody else edit it and he's refused to take credit for it. anytime anybody brings God, it up he really says that's not
1: so
2: bad he always says that's oh. not my movie and so they put out a director's cut of alien 3 but it's it's really not true because david fincher won't do his own cut of the movie he's so mad about that still and so they did a director's cut with somebody else just putting in extra <laughs> extra features. But like David Fincher is great. Like it really makes me wonder if Alien 3 was a good movie you know, the I way remember, he would have wanted to do. I
0: remember it. back in the day I had gotten Alien on DVD and I this is like when I first started kind of exploring extra features. And I remember seeing a bunch of concept art for like like is Alien 3 was cool because that's the first time that you find out Xenomorphs take aspects of different species yeah. of everything and you know they had like a sheep one they had this whole world they had the thing. dogs yeah right? they had the dogs and you know they had all this extra stuff that was so cool and then they they crammed it and it just i just don't think it played out as good as it could have you know that yeah i didn't understand you know the whole they had kind of like a uh, what is it um Uh, watchers of the wall kind of thing. We must take a vow to never do anything, but we're still kind of shitty people. And I was like, what does that have to do with Xenomorphs? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
2: I have a feeling if David Fincher, if we ever get his cut, it's going to be way better. I'm sure of it, but I don't think we'll ever get that cut.
0: And uh, Ridley Scott, I won't say what he says, but he does talk about the next movie. And that is a thing and he's already started working on
2: it. Oh, dude, no, say it. Oh,
0: are you dude. kidding okay. me? Okay, so in the extra features, this is my favorite part. Okay. There is, and, uh when it got announced, and right before it came out, they had a thing where it was uh, The Last Supper. Do you remember that at all? And it's like a little showing of right before they go into cryosleep.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: have like six other versions of different things that are like that. The second one is called Phobias, and it's where they determine, they don't say this, and they really should have added this in the movie, but they decided a captain based on people's fears. And they used original stuff from Alien, like, uh, the girl screaming when the dude gets the thing busted out of him. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. They have like that audio in the phobia thing, and they, it's like they're scaring people, asking them questions to see who will be the rightful leader. I don't know why they didn't add James Franco into that because he was made the leader, but... He died so fast. I know. He had like five lines and then like a <laughs> flashback moment. and uh. But you know what's funny? When I saw the movie, I watched it with a friend and I was like... I can't wait till they kill James Franco. Yeah, And the first thing they do is kill James
2: Franco. Well, and it was because uh. it was funny because I heard a lot of talk leading up to it. And like, it seemed like anybody who was paying attention to this movie before it came out, knew that James Franco wasn't going to make it very long See, in the I movie. I thought he
0: was going to be the catalyst for the xenomorph, was what I thought was going to happen.
2: I didn't know how he was going to go out. I just knew he was going to go out quick, because here's the thing. like You may, you announce he's captain, but then everything that they did for like bonus features and all this stuff never focused on James Franco ever. Right? And so it's was like, yeah, he's going to die yeah. real quick. So James <laughs> Franco
0: like isn't even a part of if it. If
2: he's the star... You're gonna like put him forward and all, right. all the the advertising and the extra stuff that they do, and they never did that, which like spoke volumes to mm-hmm. me. Franco's not so big that he wouldn't do that stuff. Right? They, I thought
0: he they would give him at least a little bigger part. I it would have it been was,
2: smarter because it would have thrown people off.
0: I thought it was weird that. Uh, what's his name? Um,
2: Danny McBride. Danny
0: McBride was in it,
2: and yeah, because uh, it, it does the thing that always drives me crazy when you're like, We're gonna get a couple of really talented comedians who are really funny, and then we're gonna make sure that they're not funny in this movie <laughs> by not even attempting them to give them a funny line or anything. Like, see,
0: I wish they would have, and this sounds horrible, I wish they would have replaced him with Adam Sandler because <laughs> <and> this, <laughs> this is crazy, but if you've never seen The Cobbler, I so Super recommend it. Or uh, I, I cannot know, punch, watch. Drunk that, love.
2: No. have you watched? I love Punch, punch Drunk Love. Yeah. He can
0: act really yeah. good, way better than that dude. And you know, I just what then killed James it for Franco? me? Or oh, no, Danny McBride. Oh, Danny McBride. What killed it for me? Because I love Danny McBride and Eastbound and Down. It's like one of my favorite. shows. You've been watching yeah.
2: Vice Principals. At all? I have. The <laughs> new season's supposed to start in oh, a couple I weeks, can't wait. or the last season because it, it's just two. That's only two, right? Yeah, they filmed. They that. filmed everything at once like oh, they filmed cool. all episodes at the same time and then just cut it into two parts cuz it's got two arcs so
0: no but uh when when his wife dies and he's like i just i need a minute and he's just like <sighs> And he's trying to cry, and it's like, oh, you're kind of a bad actor. You can't do like emotional <laughs> scenes. They shouldn't have had that in there, or at least that relationship, because I that so killed his character.
2: For yeah, me. I feel like you want Danny McBride to be the guy who's just like drunk all the time. Yeah, like, that's exactly what I gonna cow say. Cow like, drag, like drain a beer and right. then go like, we're Shoot, gonna have a showdown like to the Oh
0: good it's fucking alien over here. Like, you know, I just expected <laughs> that, so much I more. From say, it.
2: that is the worst day. I've never heard somebody do a Danny McBride impression, uh, but that is the worst one I've
0: ever. So, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but no, um, you know, uh, the extra features though. There was a bunch of cooler stuff. There was a music video, which was weird, which is actually an ad. So they show how they make uh, what's his name, the the new AI. Um,
2: yeah, oh, I don't I remember, remember his name, his name but right yeah, now, it's but it's the same actor though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is
0: cool. But uh, they had a music video. And the thing that really sold it for me, and this was a theory that I think I had talked about last time, which was I thought David was gonna somehow maneuver his way to be the number one dude at Wayland and Stark.
2: I still think that's in the cards. If, the, if if Ridley Scott gets to make more alien movies, I think that's where it's going to happen. See the
0: whole thing. Cause
2: I think Ash is like yeah, more lineage Ash from knows. David. than Ash
0: straight up knew about and the And also Xenomorphs.
2: admires the Xenomorph for, yeah. for, like he thinks it's perfect and everything. Like it's, it's very much mirrors what David thinks. So they
0: knew about it already. And that's why they got sent there kind of in that area at least. So in this one it explains exactly how he took different organisms that were left from the planet to make this because he basically just took little bits and pieces of everything to make the xenomorphs. Like uh one of the things I think he used for the face hugger was like some kind of hornet that would sting. So he got the idea of you know something going inside of something to plant the egg. And um, at the end of it, which is my favorite part, because it, it shows the girl. Uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she's in the cryo freeze because at the end of it, she finds out it's David. Yeah, she's our
2: new and she's pseudo like, Ripley. No, like, <laughs> she's our new pseudo Ripley. Can I say that? that's what I didn't like about Covenant, and it was kind of the same problem. That that's it in took Prometheus. away that
0: the lead female character thing.
2: Well, the thing with Ripley is like she was good in the... um. And the first Ridley Scott movie, but like, she's also, she's written, she was originally written as a man and there was like no real difference except for they had to walk around in her panties. Like that's (laughs) probably the the only way they like really feminized her at all. Right. Like, where she became, like, a really strong character, I feel was like, was, was the yes. second one. Yeah, yeah, it was James Cameron's. Yes. And so, what's frustrating to me is that, like, you can see Ridley Scott. He Taking keeps putting ideas these, and well, stuff Well, he that. keeps putting these strong women characters. He thinks they're strong women characters, but they're not. Like, they're just not strong characters. And it's like, I don't think he understands what made people uh, love Ripley. Right, because like you're not really seeing those elements in the character. He's just again writing them as if they're like men for the most part, except for like the sort of alien abortion scene in the in uh, Prometheus. But um, it's like I think he just sort of misunderstands that, and that's the bummer is that like he keeps putting a woman lead in and the start start of it, but it's more because I think he feels like he's expected to do it rather than like than
0: rather what he what should be done yeah you know uh and um at the end of that little thing i can't remember what it was called but the whole thing is he's sending this to Wayland yutani Mm -hmm. so he's straight up like i'm creating an ultimate thing this is for you to have because he's like he's sending he's making like videos of him doing all this stuff and then at the end of it it's him on the covenant and he's looking at the girl and he's like soon you will be my queen so and he's already kind of hinted at the fact that he needs to make a queen because he made the egg somehow but there's no queen xenomorph yet so i think that the next movie is going to be about the queen xenomorph and then like the the when they talk about how they made the movie the last little thing is really scott talking about the first the opening of the movie so they land there they get to the place and that place that she wanted by the lake is built because they end up going there and shit's not what it seems to be is what he said. So, you know, uh, I just got me pumped because I'm so excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, she kind of knows David's evil, but you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be exciting. Definitely worth buying. And then rebuying when that director's cut comes out. And,
2: yeah. Well, we were, t- it's possible we're never going to get a sequel though, cause it, it, like, it didn't perform as well. Like, it was a hit, but it didn't perform as well as uh. they were expecting. And so there's talk that they might, um, they might go a different direction for new alien movies. Uh. They haven't said for sure whether Ridley Scott's going to get any sequels. So it's, Totally. Do, it's it's they, a possibility a Neil Blomkamp might should. actually get his movie. And if that happens, we're going to get Ripley.
0: I heard that that was on hold, but I don't have any faith, really. And I stopped having faith in things when Half-Life 3 never came out. Yeah. So, you know... I don't have but, any faith that that'll happen, but I super want that to happen.
2: But speaking of Sargoni Weaver, <laughs> we had the Defenders drop this week. Did,
0: oh, yeah. And she's in that. I yeah, forgot about she's that. She's
2: totally in it. Did anybody get to see any episodes? I don't even have
0: internet. <laughs> not going to happen.
2: you're not going to watch You're just out on Marvel Netflix stuff.
0: Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I, I heard it was kind of
2: meh, but I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. I thought it was good. Uh, like in the pantheon of all the seasons for like Netflix it's like it's not as good as Jessica Jones and see Jessica
0: I Um, really like Daredevil and then I love Jessica it's probably on
2: par with Daredevil and it's got the same showrunner as the second season of Daredevil I didn't
0: really like Luke Cage though
2: I liked Luke Cage. I, I felt like it, it went from like very serious to cartoony. Yeah, so there exactly. was like a tonal was like, there was like eh. a tonal, like I enjoyed both of them, but it was definitely like a tonal imbalance. Um, but this was good. The first two episodes can be a little rough because right. it's basically just um, continuing everybody's storylines. Right. Like in four segments that it just keeps repeating over like three times or whatever for like the first two episodes and then in the third episode and there's eight in the third episode they all team up and that's when it gets fun right. like when they or I guess it's at the end of the second episode they like all team up like at the very very end but that's when it gets great dude <laughs> like it is a lot of fun when they get together it's fun watching their interactions like Jessica Jones is, like, the MVP of this, uh, I think, though, because...
0: She's the best.
2: Yeah, and it's really funny because there's, like, when they first decide to actually, like, team up, like, they sort of just get thrown together, and then when they decide to actually team up, like, Jessica Jones is, like, listening to, like, all the crazy shit that, like, Daredevil <laughs> and, and uh, Iron Fist are talking about. She's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, like, she know, just it. like leaves she's just like i like clearly thinks everybody's insane and just not having it and like it's the stuff she does is just great like there's another scene where they're like on a subway car and i think it's like daredevil luke cage and her and uh they're sitting there and it's like really quiet and then she sees this homeless guy in front of her is passed out and he's got like a six pack of beer like right next to him. She just walks over and steals a beer and pops it open <laughs> and just drains it and they're kind of looking at her and she goes, it's been a hard week. <laughs> like, just, but uh, I had I had fun watching it. It's definitely like grim. Uh, um, everyone's on that Dark night kick. Ever since that came out, everyone's like, "We should make
0: really gritty superhero." movies.
2: But Marvel hasn't done that, right? Like, that's, I mean, with that, their Netflix stuff, right? Though, and yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Like, their movies have not been grim, like they really haven't. But their but movies, their are, Netflix stuff is like it's all on the grimmer side. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Their movies are almost a little bit more superior than like the DC movies. Oh, they they are superior. <laughs> I know, that yeah. kills me. to I know because I'm a such fan. a DC fan. I know. I actually, I had kind of a theory about... um Did you watch Man of Steel?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Or, or I mean, not Man of Steel, uh, Bad Fee Soup, at all? Oh,
2: dude, I've seen every DC movie and stop. Right. Yeah.
0: So, I had a theory, because they're really playing on the Dark Knight Returns. I think, because you know at the end that the, um, the the gravel's lifting, right? hmm I think that that's Supergirl. Because they're, you know how they're playing on the fact that they're reversing how the end of the Dark Knight Returns happens where, you know, Batman lived instead of, you know, Batman's pretend dying. And then, you know, uh, what's-her-face is there pretending, and Superman hears the harpy, and he looks right at her, and she's like, Ugh, what if they're doing some play
1: on that? You
2: Can know? I shoot your theory out of the water? Oh, why? Because if you watch it in Man of Steel before he takes off he has these little pebbles float around him and then he flies off i think that was a scene and this is how i read it when i watch it like oh yeah he's alive i mean i knew that anyway but like they had the the pebbles floating but what takes it further is that they showed on twitter like henry cavill and like the the suit were and the black suit superman lit yeah Man, Superman's in it. Yeah, he's alive. Who
0: do you think did you watch that new trailer? Where it's yes, yeah, and he's clearly talking
2: to Alfred. Right. I don't think it's gonna be Superman. Dude, let me put it this way: my daughter, who's turning eight in October, saw the end of that. And without any prompting from daddy was like, it's Superman. And like, (laughs) Uh, I want to believe it's so much cleverer than that. But I mean, my eight year old
1: (laughs) even figured
2: it out. (sighs) It's not that clever. (laughs) Right. But, um, but DC made a move that they announced a couple hours ago that I am very stoked about.
1: Oh, so, and let me just preface
2: this by saying I was saying, we, we were bringing up, um, they had had a project to do the Superman story. Red sun.
0: Yeah. I heard about that.
2: And so my thing was, they basically, they did away with it. Cause I thought it would be too confusing because it would be out of continuity the with the rest of the know, DCU. But- <laughs> right. So I, I went off on a rant about how like, that's really sad because I think that the viewers are sophisticated enough to understand like when something's out of continuity, I think we've hit that spot. And it makes me sad if like the big companies haven't figured out that like the audience can roll this along with that because there's some really good stories that you could do that are out of continuity. And it's and like you don't Superman's
0: have to... only a good person because of the Kents. I mean, if he could make that case. Anywhere it depends on the else. story, right? I mean, but if he landed anywhere else, he would be different he would totally be different. Yeah, and yeah. that's
2: what it plays with is he lands in the Soviet yeah. Union. Yeah, and
0: that's why that's such a great idea because it's like it's really like who can raise the perfect being, you know, and who can make him understand empathy and emotions and caring about one another while also being a strong individual and trying to show justice. And that's what the whole Superman story is about. And that's why it's cool when they twist that and they make it all weird and, you know, like, what if he lands in Russia? What if he's actually becomes the adopted kid of the uh, the Waynes?
2: John Cleese, uh, who's uh, from Monty <laughs> Python, actually wrote one uh, where he lands in Great Britain <laughs> and becomes British. That sounds that, awesome. It was really funny. It was really <laughs> funny. Uh, like, I would
3: read this shit out. <laughs> uh, of it. He
2: like it's it's funny. Like he's basically he's British, so he apologizes for everything, and like it's just it's stiff upper upper lip and all that. But they have this the a part the thing the only part that really like stands out to me is like great britain's economy is like crashing at <laughs> one point so he's like he finds this coal train and just turns it all into diamonds for him <laughs> but it like throws the diamond economy out of whack <laughs> so like it just it shitty. makes great britain's economy crash even further <laughs> because like he doesn't <laughs> he understand how supply the and demand works yeah but uh uh anyway so Back to the news. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, no, it's okay. I, I, I started it. but um, So, they announced, and let me get my notes because I want to make sure to, to get all of this. This is just a couple hours old as, as we're recording this. So, it's
0: not the Flashpoint thing.
2: No, it is not the Flashpoint thing. This super awesome. This is brand new. Um, so, DC is developing a Joker origin story that's a hard-boiled crime drama set in the 80s. It's being written by Todd Phillips, who did Old School and The Hangover, along with Scott Silver, who did The Fighter, um, and it's being produced by Martin Scorsese. Oh my Are you god! Shitting? That sounds. Not, I thought it was. Awesome I thought and, it was fake uh, when I first read it, and then like it's Deadline Hollywood, which is kind of reputable and then everybody's talking about it right now like it's trending and everything hold on hold on uh, one little bit and then and then we'll finish because this is why i brought up the red sun thing it will be a part of a new line of dc movies that will feature different actors playing character roles and it may not there's speculation that it may not even line up with continuity with like the rest of the dceu movies so there's a good chance that they're doing like different Earths or like just just stories out of continuity. That's the
0: best part of DC is that there are different aspects. There's Earth 1. There's, you know, there's
2: Elseworld. Earth 2 through 52. There's
1: so (laughs) many things that they
0: could do. And that's the best part about comics is that if you don't like this version of Superman, go read that one. You know? And they should do that. That That was was always
2: my point with Wolverine was I was getting pissy and I was like, don't don't call it Old Man Logan when you can't do the Old Man Logan story you know, because they like and Logan was fantastic, but it was not the Old Man Logan story.
0: I bought that movie on Blu-ray and I watched all the features. And the way that they explained it made me feel okay about it because I was. Also oh no, kind I of loved it. I I it. I
2: thought it was one of the best superhero that movies have that I've the, ever uh, seen. Black and white it did, and yeah. that is like one of
0: my most prized possessions. Right yeah, now. I'm
2: glad you reminded me because I forgot that I need to go buy that. Like, but um. But the point I was getting at is like, old man Logan is great, but it's a version of Marvel comics that can never happen. Right. Like it's not going to happen. It's just like an alternate thing that's out of canon. Right. Like those stories can be so much and that's fun. That's only
0: because of Fox and the whole difference. Yes. Between Fox because they and couldn't. Marvel, they couldn't use any of any so of much. Marvel's
2: characters, and they couldn't use. Um, well, I guess Spider Man didn't. Well, uh, even I think they well, bought. Yeah, I think it's was all the whole thing. Right? No, no, know, no. no, the no. Sony Spider-Man has, has Spider Man, and then they're uh, sharing it with Marvel. Bigs uni- uh, to Deadpool. Marvel Cinematic Universe. The whole thing, right? With the Spider-Man thing, yeah. So that no. goes back to the when we got that the, was the Sony the hack. Sony hack, yeah. We found out that they were in talks for this. Uh, okay.
3: So it's like, hey, I know how to wake a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah, like literally, that's like your best bet. And they did it so great. And I saw Homecoming. Fox.
2: Fox oh. shared with uh, Marvel with the MCU. Uh, they're making an X-Men show.
0: Yeah, uh, and that that gifted. is
2: that is due to them so, allowing the rights like they're sharing stuff they're sharing this property that's come out and then the one that already came oh, out legion, legion yeah. that is also a co-production and then they also made a deal with deadpool they were allowed to show that shield helicarrier mm. and there's another character and i can't remember and the reason I they forgot were
1: that was it a was thing. uh yeah.
2: And the reason they were able to do that was because they made oh, a trade with Bob. Marvel, so that they could use Ego the Living Planet because he's a Fantastic Four property. That's
0: right, and they were in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: So there is some sharing, but like my point it's was pretty limited. Yeah, my, my point was like you could read Logan as like a net, like a an alternate storyline, you know, like not in canon or whatever. You know the best way, and that's but that's that's sweet. Like we need more of these. Like this is. DC by not connecting everything was irritating me because Marvel did such a great job about it, but that's always been Marvel's thing was right. connecting everything. Like even before they had the cinematic universe, they were way more about connecting stuff in comics than DC ever was. Like at DC, it took a, uh, was it crisis of infinite or infinite crisis uh, or whatever. Uh, the, are you
0: talking about the show, uh, the flash? No, that? I'm talking
2: about like the, uh, the eighties comic, I think it was like Infinite Crisis where they finally pulled all the worlds together to make it a cohesive world because it was working so well for Marvel and DC was like they had like you know four different versions of batman they had all right. this stuff and so they were like we need to pull this together so it makes and sense And they just
0: did it recently too with convergence which yeah. is kind of cool
2: yeah well that was them like okay we see what people don't like about the new 52 yeah. so now we're gonna tweak it. it was rebirth i think is what have it is, you right?
0: been reading rebirth no
2: now? i'm gonna read it i've just been i've been waiting for it to all kind of come out Oh man I have when have a it was coworker done.
0: telling me about it and uh From what I understand from it so far, it's crazy. He's only been telling me about, like, The Flash. I I know Wally
2: West is back, which he was not included in the new 52. And that
0: whole, like, because I had bought in um, the first Rebirth on Amazon. And it's the it starts off with Wally talking about how he's stuck in the Time Force or something. And he's like, no one remembers me. And he's just so sad. It's such a sad story. And he's like... I'm just gonna remember my greatest moments, and in the last little moment before he gets um, pulled out by Barry Allen is uh, he's looking at why he became a superhero in the first place, and it's like old school Flash saving everyone, and he has he has like a pizza because he's gonna he's like saving kids or something. He's like I'm gonna I'm gonna give these kids some pizza, and he's like crying, and then Barry's like Wally, and then he shoots out and he's back he's totally back and um then he he's going to batman i can't remember what, this is all vague because i haven't read it in a while but he goes to batman's lair and he's like you need to look behind the letter your dad gave you from flashpoint
2: yeah because that's okay brandon so this is another point a flashpoint that uh they didn't have i, I believe in the show um, well, they couldn't because they haven't had Batman on the show, right? Oh, right, that breaks my heart. Okay. That's like the best part. Yeah, yeah. So that that was some I forgot. Is like, so Thomas Wayne takes over because Bruce gets killed in the alley when he's a mom kid. Becomes the no, Joker. that's the animated thing. And the, I thought and the, that was the thing No I just reread oh, the comic Oh that yeah. breaks my heart That's, Remember when I told you on Facebook You're like looking for graphic novels to read And I was throwing out some stuff And I was like I've been digging Flashpoint lately right. Just because of all the talk about the movie and stuff I went and reread it and it was like Oh yeah the Joker thing was just in the animated movie You know they it's did not that in with the uh, Killing Joke they, yeah, they added, added a stuff. sex
0: scene between
2: Barbara and <laughs> yeah, Batman, and I hell, was
0: like, man. "What the fuck?" I thought I it was really unnecessary. That.
2: When Superman came in, and and uh, then they double teamed and called out Martha. <laughs> I was just like, "No, no, <laughs> too far, it didn't too far." Make any sense? <laughs> this Martha thing needs to stop. You, <laughs> you have to save Martha. Anyway, Martha. so the Flashpoint thing it ends with um. It, it is like it tears. I actually, I was reading it. I got a little teary eyed and then I like showed it to River and I was just like sort of explained loosely. I'm like, just read these last couple of pages and she got teary eyed. And then like later that night, I showed it to my wife. She's like, whatever. Like I throw things it's in front of her and she got teary eyed too. Cause everybody knows like Batman, his open wound is his parents dying. And all of a sudden he's got this like letter from his dad. That he's like reading that was from this alternate timeline, but he gets to read like what his dad like wished for him and what he would wind up being right. and everything, and it's uh, it's so fucking touching, like it's it's amazing, and I can't believe I forgot that it's scene because it's so powerful when things. you read it, yeah.
0: But anyways, but he uh, while he's telling Bruce, he's like, "You need to look behind that letter," and he looks behind it and. There's the comedian's little, little smiley So they're connecting
2: it to Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: right after that, um, reverse Flash comes in for no reason. And he beats the shit out of Batman within like a minute. And he's like, uh, I've seen God and I'm going to meet him. And I will kill everyone or something. He has like some ultimate plan. And then he gets the Flash involved after that. And then... Reverse Flash comes back half burnt, like super fucked up burnt. And he's like, he's real, he's there, he's there. And then he fucking explodes. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? So they go into, um, God, what is it called? Uh, It's like some chair that you can go through time or something. I can't remember what it's called. but
2: That's the one that they had with... uh Oh god, it, the one that was written, um, where like Bruce Wayne winds up shooting, <laughs> shooting the guy in the chair, right? Because it it right. creates a paradox yes. and like ends the paradox that's being created. Right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So
0: they're trying to go into the future to find out what's really going on, and uh, this is just what someone's told me about it, and I'm just like, I'm like, tell me more stories <laughs> <laughs> about Flash and Batman. And they go into the future, and, um, the Flash and Reverse Flash have this really big battle, and Flash is not cutting it at all. He's getting his shit rocked. Then, out of nowhere, Future Barry comes out of nowhere, and he's, like, all different colored, and he fucking murders Edward Thrawn, I think, is what happens. And, um... The whole thing with him now is that he is using the negative antimatter or something. Like, because you know how he uses,
2: like... Yeah, the positive.
0: Yeah, and he's using, like, the negative thing. And that's, like, the whole new thing is that he now has all these extra powers and can do all this crazy stuff.
2: So he can basically do the reverse flashes yeah, stuff as well as and he's well all, like,
0: super stuff. powerful and... It's pretty crazy. I mean, I haven't read it for myself, but it just was so interesting for me to hear it. Because I've been digging the Rebirth stuff so
2: far. Well, I want to go backwards for a second. Oh, no, you're good. I, I <laughs> yeah, went on the whole yeah. thing. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, so, this thing with the Joker origin. There's a couple things I want to ask about this. So, first off, is it a good idea to do an origin story of the Joker?
0: Yes. I agree. And what I think they should do is they should do... um, What is it? They should explain the whole thing. Uh, there's a there's a Batman arc where the Joker's been around since the beginning of Gotham because there was some tainted Lazarus pit under mm-hmm. Gotham, and he's just been going in it and going in, it, and every time he does, he gets more crazy and more crazy. And I totally think that they should do a new Joker. I hope they don't cast Jared Leto.
2: So that's the thing. It is for sure not going to be Jared Leto. Oh, that's why they included God, the in their press release, it, it's going to be another actor. They should. Now Jared Leto is involved in the new Suicide Squad uh movie and he's gonna be in the birds of Pre- is it birds of prey or uh, no what is it no, whatever no. they're do whatever they're doing with Harley uh, Quinn uh, and sirens. Uh, the um the sirens yeah, yeah I yeah. can't
0: remember the whole name but some something,
2: something yeah like so he's gonna be involved in those but this is gonna be a different joker so no. we're not gonna have uh juggalo joker joker yeah you so, know, we're all on board on that front, right?
0: <laughs> I had this thing where I thought... When I watched the Logan uh, commentary and I listened to it, he explains how he's like, this isn't an X-Men movie. This is a Western cowboy movie. Yeah. This is... You take the actors and the characters you love... It's and, based
2: off of the movie Shane. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, you know, this is like the first time they made a really hardcore, deep movie that had comic book superheroes aside deadpool being like one of the first rated r's you know but it was kind of comical they made something really deep and really like like,
2: it's a movie that if it hadn't been released when it was could definitely be and you know like up for best picture but it's released so early people forget but i think
0: people are seeing like that wow that was a really good idea we should just start doing that, you know. There's, I feel like this Joker movie is kind gonna, of kind of going to be on that same line where it's like, it's a Joker movie, but we're going to actually tell a story that's not like, Batman, you know, <laughs> right. and like be overly comical. Are you
2: movie. telling me we're not going to get Prince music and Joker like painting? <laughs> oh, um, damn,
0: uh, Bob Gun.
2: <laughs> that could be. That could be why uh, it's set in the '80s, right? <laughs>
0: I kind of hope that <laughs> Jack Napier be so- Joker. Uh, it'll be Sweet. great. I'm what? super excited.
2: What do you think, Brandon? How do you feel about them telling the origins of Joker? That's something that in the <laughs> comics they've never definitively said with the Joker because they've had is. a couple.
3: I mean, they had part of it in
2: like the Killing Joke, right? But he even admits in the Killing Joke that like he remembers it differently. Yeah, sometimes. So, so, so I like, mean, he's it was insane.
3: never really they like, definitively answered what. What it is, and, and that's almost and I hope. And I hope actually would be kind of great is if they did a Joker origin story, is left it in such a way that you're not really sure,
0: just because it is the Joker story. Yeah, you shouldn't know everything. I exactly. agree. There's, I agree. There's mysticism behind because it's just Joker like the way it is. Cause
3: you shouldn't know everything that the Joker knows. I, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Right? No. I mean, he he's got his own uh, compass. I won't even say moral compass. Right.
0: There is no compass. It's just. But
3: it's just like <laughs> yeah. he spins it around and like goes wherever it points. His at that moral point, compass
2: but- is always in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? It's
3: just- <laughs> Did you guys uh, hear about? Um- and just his own insanity, you should be left wondering, like, what? what is exact? You shouldn't know exactly what
2: his thought process is. Now, do we think Marty, Martin Scorsese, I call him Marty. Marty. Do we think Marty understands this as a producer? Listen
3: here, Marty. <laughs> do Do we
2: think Marty's ever read a comic book? <laughs> Yes. Really? I feel like he's picked one up at some point. I will say I don't doubt that he can produce a comic Low book key. movie because he has done every style of movie like other than comic books and pulled it off. So I think I think if I think he's got the range to figure I it out. I feel
0: like it wouldn't matter if you did or not. I mean, it's definitely a great great to know this is who this character is this is like some of his greatest moments but you only really need to know like why is he crazy why does he hate batman you know just just a little bullet points where you can be like well i'm gonna make a movie based off of this
3: you know um just as you guys were talking i was thinking through my head like list of scorsese movies and then i think about shutter island
0: exactly he did because yeah Yeah, that was shattered, and that's like one of my favorite movies and see that is
3: one of those movies that kind of like is it isn't it like Mm -hmm. you get it you get a pretty good idea of what's going on towards the end
0: but you aren't certain and you don't know he's crazy until the fucking end of the movie
2: and let me let me explore scorsese a little bit farther here when i when i talked about range like that dude has done so much like Okay, so everybody thinks of like Goodfellas or uh um Casino uh the departed, right? Like that that's your classic Scorsese movie here, but then like Raging Bull is a sports movie. It's a crazy sports movie, it's a sports movie. You have like The Last Temptation of Christ, just <laughs> like trippy as hell, and it's very much like a like a religious movie, but yeah. like but just anti religious is no i wouldn't say that but the catholic league sure makes it yeah. out like it is no it's about the last temptation okay like yeah. it's all in the it title was, it was and a people who has something against it like forget like it's all the temptation like everything that happens in that movie is when he's getting nailed to the cross he's being tempted by satan and so he's got um it's basically showing what a life would have been like if, if he's not the Messiah and how happy it would be. And he realizes how false it is. And then that's when he realizes he's being nailed to the cross. It's literally his last temptation from Satan. Anyway, like, so you had like that. You had like the Aviator, which is very much like a bi- straight up biopic. Wow. He did like the blues. He did this like big seven piece uh, miniseries, which is like, as far as I'm concerned, like the definitive documentaries on the blues. That's on. Uh, it was on PBS for a long time, which is incredible. Like, definitely check those out. He did like the show Vinyl for HBO, oh, and he I, did I the that. Yeah, and he that did the cool. pilot episode, uh, which was a movie he's gonna do, but it was too long to be a movie, and he couldn't really figure it out, so he wound up turning it into a show. That should
0: stop being a thing. I hate that so much. You know, I I remember when I was a kid, movies were like three hours long, and that was. Pretty cool man, like Lord of the Rings, you know. Stuff like that and Did you, know? you say
3: when you're a kid and yeah, Lord is am saying bit of a little No, I'm a youngin. <laughs> like, you don't have to uh,
2: apologize. You're not the first millennial we've had on the uh, show, No, do you? but I'm just like, oh. <laughs> uh, i of a little bit of That, that kind of hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to me, epic movies should be three hours. Yeah, like not every movie,
0: <laughs> not every movie, but there are some movies that I just wish would keep going, and you know, I just feel like that should stop being a thing that to, to botch a movie because you don't want to go past an hour and fifty minutes. Oh dude,
2: you know? that's not something that happens anymore. Like movies have been getting longer and longer. Um, the typical runtime of a movie right now is like two hours and ten minutes. Right. Like that that is a full 20 minutes longer than like it used to be almost everything was 90 minutes. And then like, it had to be like a real serious Epic movie or like a really big director to, to be, you know, a three hour movie. Um, those days are well, behind us now (laughs) like they're starting to like come up with some shorter movies. To me, it's like if I'm watching a movie and I'm bored at parts, and they're not necessary. I'm like, why is this so long? But if it's like, but all if it important, feels, then I want it to be that long. Like it's gotta, it's, it's gotta, gotta justify its runtime. Whatever going. the runtime is, it should be justified by how long it is. You know, right. um, that's kind of where I fall on it. But, uh, winding back a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> keep winding forward <laughs> <laughs> winding back a little bit. Uh, are we okay with like Todd Phillips doing a a, a Joker origin story? Uh, I mean, he's done some funny comedies. It makes me wonder if the if uh the other guy is there to like write the bulk of it and then Todd Phillips like punches it up for jokes.
0: You know, I think It what, would
2: be nice to have a funny Joker for I a change. I think what's
0: going to happen is it's going to be a lot of deep things. It's going to be a really crazy story and then around this crazy story there's going to be this really chaotic person that's in between being funny and being absolutely batshit crazy and I think it's going to be like how does the world get affected by this crazy ass dude you know normal people being people dealing with this dude being crazy I don't I kind of almost I'm on I'm on the line between me wanting a Joker origin story and me not wanting one because I want it. From well, what you
3: said, I'm in on it. I just yeah.
2: the joker I want shouldn't this movie. have an origin story. I want this movie, but I also feel like it's not definitive because we got an origin story in, in the Tim Burton movie and like that hasn't really stuck.
1: Right.
2: You know and they kind
1: force? of
3: re- revisited that in Suicide Squad. I
2: mean Albeit very, very briefly. Oh, it's a completely different story. Like now, he follows around in saying clown posse. So. Right. He's like,
0: "I'm a gangster. I drive a Lamborghini now, bro." And it's like, "That's not Joker. Why did you give him a grill?"
2: Are you su- Yeah, are you suggesting that the uh, Joker wouldn't sit for like? Two hours while he's getting tattoos. <laughs> it seems a little weird, right? How many tattoo artists did they go through for did each I, Did I tell you I had a
0: theory that he's Jason Todd?
2: Yeah, yeah, you did tell me. I don't think uh, on the podcast, but I've heard that theory before because
0: of the J the T thing that he has tattooed on his head. See,
2: I I read that is like he killed Jason Todd because Batman has that like unif- the bloody uniform of Robin, uh. so I assume that they were tipping tipping right. like and i want to know that, what's like, going on with that they should elaborate more on that well we're gonna get the batman so maybe it'll be in there is that still a thing yeah because i heard i thing. heard that
0: that might not be a thing but i don't know if no that's, like, i
2: mean like true. they're all in like uh ben affleck's contractually obligated <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should be i love i love uh ben flick
2: and they they brought in um bat they brought in the director of the the last couple of Planet of the Apes movies to do it, Matt oh, Reeves, so it'll be good. Yeah, I think I,
0: so. I, I'm down with that.
2: But um, okay, moving on here, because uh, boy, we're we're gonna run long, but it's all good because it's a it's a super packed show. So anybody into Star Wars in this? Earth?
0: Yeah, I think everyone no. should be into Star what's, Wars.
2: What's a Star Wars? What is this Are you war? About of Star, Star Trek, Wars? the Wars like of the Star Stars. <laughs> Uh, they're making an Obi-Wan standalone movie, which I'm sure everybody and their mom has already heard at this point, yeah. but, um, no word on who's going to play Obi-Wan, but it's probably, it's probably going to be the last guy, right? Like, Ewan McGregor? Yeah. It's probably going to be Ewan McGregor, I kind of right? hope it is. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. He's like one of the few good things about the prequels, like Definitely. him and Sam Jackson. <laughs> him and Sam Jackson Did you hear the theory he might be raised,
0: uh... Relative or like dad, maybe or something. Oh, like right Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: dude. When Force Awakens came out, we were all over all of those days. <laughs> um, there's a lot of them I don't buy. The Obi Wan Kenobi theory is that's what I've been operating off of since Adrian brought up that theory and I looked into it. Yeah, I think that's totally the one. Uh, and the the timing of this yeah. really makes me think it is because. We're getting
0: Han Solo one.
2: Not well, not yeah. from the Han Solo one, but like we're getting the next so episode, episode eight. eight, we're gonna find out who Ray's parents are. They said we're gonna find out, but not why. Like we're gonna find out who her parents were, but oh, not what, why awesome. they left her, right? So like we're not getting the question people really want to know, but we are gonna find out who her parents are. So it makes sense to me if an Obi Wan movie's coming out all of a sudden that like they're doing that because they like it's gonna be Obi Wan's parents.
3: Plot hole. Then
2: you get like Han Solo, movie right, and then you get Episode um nine, and they wrap up the trilogy. But yeah, they can fill in those little holes of like what went on with Obi Wan when he got down. Right. I, that's my theory anyway. You know, um, I'm really stoked What's on fun? what they're doing with the Star
0: Wars stories. You know, uh, that Rogue One, it shined a, good. It shined a light. On an aspect of Star Wars lore that is not shined on a lot. The whole thing about Star Wars is that there's good and bad and that that's just how it is. But that's not necessarily true, dude. Like, you know, that's what I loved about in the beginning of the movie when that dude's just capping people and they're trying to kill that one chick's dad, and it's like that's not really a good thing, and you're kind of the good guys, (laughs) and um, that's why I loved in the yeah Diego
2: Luna was like his character was awesome. That that movie movie was so solid. I like that we finally had a character who is like legitimately dark working for the rebellion and yeah. i mean obviously they redeem him at the end but like i like that they show that there's like shades to but that's that's to the best
0: sides. part of of star wars is that you know the jedi Aren't inherently good because they neglect to show all sides of the force. And that's why people like Anakin Skywalker all of a sudden get blown up in a array of emotions because he's hiding this shit because he wants to fit in. And then someone else is exploiting him because he's like, I know you like that chick. Don't you want to keep her alive forever? I could show you something pretty cool. You should probably just join the dark side. You
2: know. Well, I think Luke might agree with your thesis yeah. there because Luke said he knows the Jedi must end. It seems like it the thrilled.
0: gray Jedi, dude. In between, <laughs> yeah. I'm such a Star Wars nerd, and that's like my favorite. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, "They're gonna do an in the middle Jedi, and they should."
2: What do you think, Brandon? Oh, I'm
0: so for it.
3: I haven't re- like looking forward that far. Just doesn't really get me at all
2: oh well you're gonna hate this next thing I'm gonna bring up then because I've been so, thinking about this oh, go ahead
3: no you finish yours because you're still Star Wars I was gonna make oh. a quick transition so. okay
2: so the thing with Star Wars for me is like I keep thinking where are they gonna do when the trilogy runs out are they really get, just gonna run the, ne- the same characters into the next thing and I have a theory because I keep hearing people talk about how Star Wars keeps pulling back from the original trilogy and how Disney doesn't want to take risks I have a theory. I think we're gonna go like Old Republic oh. or something like that. Like I think that'll yes. be the next trilogy because I think you might revisit these characters that we establish here. But I think you want to like let it breathe for some time yeah. and jump to another. You, they timeline. should do
0: the Old Republic because that is like the best shade of like a great war between the Sith and the Jedi, and both inherently do really shitty stuff, like the Jedi fucking mind wipe reven and have you have you played the old republic or know about it at all
2: yeah i played uh the first one on computer like when it first came out it's been a long time and that's
0: like the best part of that story is that you are the fucking bad guy and you get mind wiped and then you're all like well i'm gonna be better than that oh you're really good with the lightsaber. that's crazy i wonder why you know and it's like they're they're doing all this shady stuff that's why the second Old Republic was so dope, was because you're just in the middle. You got, you're in exile. You're just finding your own way. And that is such a true, like, how, that's Star Wars for me. In its core, it's, that's, that's my favorite Star Wars lore is that. I love the Old Republic. That's what got me into Star Wars. And I'm
2: that's not saying I'm not Star saying Wars. they'll like redo that story per se, but I think that they'll do that timeline. Yeah. And I think that's I think what it'll be so well established at that point, six Star Wars movies under Disney's belt, that like I think everybody will be ready for something new that they don't know about, and that's when I think you like spring that and you do a new trilogy that's yeah. like completely removed from everything we've seen before.
0: You should look up. um the older Republic, the game, the new one, the online one, they have, like, these archived history things. And it explains what's actually going on from the first one and the second one up to that point. And it explains how, like, the Sith are just playing on the Republic so hard. Like, they, they hire the Mandalorians to start a war and all this stuff. And that there's just so much political aspects going into... Every aspect of like what's really going on. So you don't even get the full the full um, effect. effect of what's actually going on. Because you just see little bits and pieces of it throughout the games. And that just... Oh, I just love it. I'm a Star Wars nerd.
3: <laughs> so you were talking earlier about Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So to switch away from Star Wars a little bit... I went and saw a Sam Jackson movie this week. What'd you see? I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, That movie was awesome. It
0: looked really good.
3: Tell
2: us about it. I haven't seen a commercial or anything. So, the
3: two main characters in this movie are Sam Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Just playing themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Like, just being... Badasses.
2: Okay. Uh it's jewels from Pulp Fiction and Deadpool just hanging Pretty us. much. <laughs> like
3: you could call it a few different things, but there's a lot of that going on. Uh I mean it's got really uh shows Ryan Reynolds' wit and then just like Sam Jackson's like ass kickery. <laughs> I don't know how
0: a better way to put it. Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson.
3: Uh, <laughs> this movie has uh, Sam Jackson is the hitman and then uh, he gets captured and he's going to uh, uh, they have Gary Oldman is the the main bad guy in the movie and he's fucking great he plays a great bad guy I mean, just historically, dude, he was yeah. the
0: best Dracula we've ever had, <laughs> in my opinion of all Dracula. Aside the first Dracula, because that's like one of my favorite movies. But he's
2: he's. Do you mean there. Nosferatu? No, the the other one, <laughs> the, uh, Dracula. Yeah, you know yeah, I talking, you know
0: talking about. Yeah, I talking about.
3: Um, but he plays like a Slobodan Milosevic, like war criminal, like being brought up on like in front of the Geneva court and Sam Jackson gets caught and he's going to testify. Cause he has pictures of what Gary Oldman did, like mass murdering people and just downright evil shit. And they have to get him from London to Amsterdam or just outside Amsterdam. Anyways. And it's basically like every, every, like Gary Oldman has so many people like basically trying to kill kill him so he doesn't testify because he basically is the only one that has actual dirt on him.
2: All right, give me a scene that that'll sell this movie.
3: There are the one scene sticks out. It's kind of like the uh, the Groot shot. In uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, okay,
1: where, oh, where he's like going. dancing, where yeah. he's dancing. So like, <laughs> it's Ryan, funny Riddle- we all knew what you were talking <laughs> this is about. That's the
3: best part media. of that movie. Dude. Ryan Reynolds, he's like, is basically like, I'm fucking done with this. I don't want to fucking do it anymore. Like, goes to a bar in Amsterdam, sits down, he's like, "Give me a beer." Just like sits and starts drinking this beer. He's like, like telling. The, the bartender his whole life story Meanwhile like people are Crashing like cars through Crowds and stuff in the Background Samuel L. Jackson Comes driving by like Shooting people mm-hmm. It's all just happening while he's having <laughs> He's like I just, Yeah just all while he's just like <laughs> Telling the bartender why he's fucking done With this shit Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta hit Game of Thrones because we are running so long. So we right. got, we definitely gotta give a, a little bit. Um, amazing episode, right? Oh, like my god. so great. So we didn't hit last week either. Two fucking
3: great episodes. I can't even Gendry's remember what back, happened last man. week anymore. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so what
0: happened last week was, um, oh god, what did happen last week? Uh, Gendry's back, and then uh, Sir Davos had that. Uh, the the dick pill fermented fucking crab stuff. And he's like <laughs> trying to sell it to like uh the guards. And he's like, It'll make your shit break through your chain mail. that's right. he's They're all like, Yeah, man. And then they see Tyrion and uh
2: And we we had Arya Aria and uh um oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, tying yeah. on so, Littlefinger. Yeah. And she like
0: straight up fucking threatens Sansa. She's like, I'll cut your fucking
2: face. <laughs> yeah it's. yeah basically tells her she'll wear her f- <laughs> well <laughs> like,
3: now, now, now to back that up they were playing the game of faces, yeah. and so she, used well, she cal- was she was trying was, to play the game was of faces with sam telling her that she's telling her game like i'm gonna tell you lies but i'm not gonna tell you everything some of them will be truths and you have to guess what's a truth and that so a lot of what she said was exact opposite like she, like she said that she's never worked for the Lannisters, but she was the cup person for Tywin. Like, so that it, there's a lot going on beneath the surface of that. So
0: it was kind of an interesting scene. You know, my favorite part about that is Arya called out fucking Sansa. And I, I've had beef with Sansa since the battle of the bastards Right, because right when that ended, Littlefinger's like, you should be queen. And yeah. she's like, you know what? I would be queen. He is like and, the Will-
2: uh, Willem Dafoe of this world. This dark <laughs> whisper. I,
0: have, do, I have, dark have this theory. I think he's like a Loki demigod kind of thing. Willem
2: Dafoe is? No.
0: Uh, oh. Yeah, I was probably. Like, I was hoping <laughs> in
2: real life. <laughs>
0: right? Willem Dafoe is actually Loki. But no, I think Littlefinger just knows what's going on somehow. Yeah, it's By funny, some like, you know.
3: I have read reviews of Reddit threads, because I'm not on Reddit, and one of the theories on Reddit right now is that mm-hmm. Littlefinger is, like,
0: Dabbled in the house of many faces before, yeah, or something. I mean, he straight up saw Aria fucking stealing shit, you know.
2: I think I have a theory that uh, Aria is gonna kill Littlefinger and assume his identity. That's what I think he this should because he controls the too. veil.
0: And I mean, he's just is trying to fuck any sh- Stark right now. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> like, literally, he's like, I'm running out of options, and Sansa like, doesn't, doesn't, want doesn't want work with
2: Sansa, doesn't work with Aria. Jon Snow tries comes home, man. he's like putting his arm over, yeah, Bran might, like, might be gettable because as long as you like let him stay <laughs> next to the tree. I just don't yeah. think he cares. Oh,
0: <laughs> Bran Brand sucks now, but Bran has always kind of sucked. So yeah, I sucks, was like, Lord, where does Lord,
2: it now come from?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> He's so, sucked all
3: along. I read another theory that has gained a lot of traction, that Bran is the Night King.
2: No. I can I can I dispel this right now? I was having this conversation at a bar the other day. (laughs) Wait, so how? My mom is is a big reader of the books. She's read them all. She can tell you everything that's in the books. Now,
3: according to the books, that the original Night King was the thirteenth Lord of the Night's Watch. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, he was. He was a Stark. Yes. So that's your answer right there. If he looks familiar to Bran, it's because he was a Stark.
3: But. There's, he does kind of look a little bit like Yeah, that. and that's that why I'm
2: I'm calling it out right now. He looks like he looks like a Stark because he's a, or he looks like Bran Stark cuz he's a Stark. Like oh. yeah.
3: Now the the thing I will go and I'm just trying to like push this theory a little bit and I don't know if it's true or not and God knows I have been dead wrong with some of the fucking Game of Thrones theory. Um, what is interesting though is that he can the the night king the night king can, uh, warg like Bran can because he, he's a green seer.
0: Yeah, because he did he did kind of uh he, he fucking touched Bran when he was warging with the the third the third eye Raven or whatever. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. so um, there's a theory that he has a lot of powers that. The Night King is a future version of Bran that goes back and it's it gets really you fucking know, complicated. You know, I totally
0: actually kind of back that because I have a theory that Bran is the reason why the mad king went crazy. And you kind of see you see it for a second where when Bran touches that tree when the Night King touches him, he's he sees all of time all at once. And one of the things they show is they show, uh, Rhaegar, I think is his name, the, the Mad King. That's Ares. Ares? That's Ares. Okay. He's holding the, uh, the Wildfire and he's like looking away from the throne and he's like looking at Wildfire and he looks right at Bran, I think. And I had a theory because the whole thing about the Mad King is he went crazy because he heard fucking voices and shit. So I have a theory that, you know, Bran, and we already know, Brand can affect time. He talked to yeah. his dad. He worked into Hodor through the past, which is kind of crazy that that's even a thing. So, you know, I could see him having some effect to it. But now he... I see him
2: having some effect. I don't buy that he's a Night King. I'm just throwing it out there. I if don't not, buy it like, for a second.
0: Brand needs to, like,
3: fucking get in the fucking game because... Nope.
2: Not going to do no, it. Oh,
0: yeah. He's 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 a god now, kind
3: he like, of. He's, like,
2: he's got some big role it, towards the end of it, I'm sure. I know. I know, he's dude. Fucking remember, re- that, remember that glorious season when he wasn't in it? Oh, like how season that, that season. <laughs> it was so good. I have
0: a question for you guys. Yeah. Who do you think Azor is right now?
2: Remind me who that is. Azor Azor
0: is... Also, Okay, so throughout all the different religions, they all kind of agree upon that there is this one dude, the king that was to be promised, the dude who basically fucking drove the 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 White Walkers back behind the wall. Okay. This dude, ha- he made a sword uh, okay. called Lightbringer, and it's speculated that he is to be reborn under the Red Meteor, which has already happened. So people are saying that it might be... Daenerys, people say it might be Jon Snow. Oh, I got no. you.
2: The the whole, the prince. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm starting to feel like at the end, the person who's going to be sitting on the Iron Throne, if that's what we're talking about, is uh, Jamie Lannister. I'm just starting to get feel this feeling too. like he might be the one at the end. Because Jon Snow is brave, but he keeps having to get bailed out over and over again, even bailed out of like death. With
0: Benjen? Well, see, oh.
2: now... And, like, Daenerys then- has, like, a blind spot a mile wide for a lot of things. And Cersei sucks. And we already know... We already
0: know Cersei's gonna die because the whole thing with her is that when she saw the witch in the woods, which is also apparently uh, a relative of the Children of the Forest, and that's mm-hmm. why she can do shit, the prophecy was that she was to have three kids. And she would be queen for a time. There is nothing and be, about four kids. She'd
2: be killed by her brother. Yeah. But she assumed it was uh, uh, Tyrion. 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 Yeah, but I, that's going to be Jamie. Nah, I think it's, everybody's it's be clued Jaime. into that. It's be and I think Jamie will be the one sitting on the Iron Throne at the end. Because, I mean, you can push a kid out of a window. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the still whole be thing king. about Azor
0: <laughs> is that... He had to make the ultimate sacrifice.
3: Three times. Three times. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Because he had, he had, he he made the first Lightbringer. Like, according to the legend, he made the first Lightbringer. And it broke. And like, it broke. Yeah. So he spent he like 30 be, days. He had to be reborn.
2: Like yeah. 60 days and then yeah. like 90 days.
0: Yeah. And then he killed his fucking wife. And he, he had to kill his,
2: his true love in order
3: to, like, Bring the power to the sword. And we've
0: already almost seen three times, because the first time was when he lost his hand. The second time is when he indirectly killed his father, because letting Tyrion loose. And now this third time will probably be when he kills, uh, what's your name? See, I I think think Jon Snow is is
2: the Azor. Nah, nah, I nah.
3: want
0: him to be, but they're playing on it too much.
3: Nah,
2: and it's like
0: they're playing on the fact that
2: somebody's always got to bail his ass out of the fire. No I way. I think. I think. I. I I've. I, like. I don't hate Jon Snow. Don't get me wrong. Jon Snow's my favorite, but like, but I don't. Believe I, he's after me. this last episode, I just have a hard time believing that he's the one that winds up on top at the end because he keeps having to get bailed out by people. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude. He'd like. He wound up at the bottom of like a frozen lake and he crawled out. But then did like, he had to have the, somebody come and pick him up on a horse.
0: Did you hear about the theory about the long claw blinking? Did you hear about that at all? I saw that. It got debunked by the creators and it's so funny. Okay, so when he, when he, he throws his sword up when he's getting out of the ice and right when he gets up, you can see long claws eye like that. But it's like totally. Not it's just like a, that. It's yeah. just
3: a water drop. Yeah, it's They're just like,
0: like it like a water drop. And the creators were like, "You guys are like getting way into this. And that's not something <laughs> well, that, we're doing." That's like
2: <laughs> a army of darkness. Like, there's a scene where um, the the when they have the nothing, the camera that goes, oh my, oh, like, yeah. goes around, and it's like splitting trees. And there's this one tree where there's this fucking face in the tree. And like, it was, I remember for years having friends like, check it out. There's a tree in, or there's a face in the tree. And I'd be like, wow, it's really cool. And then when they had a commentary, Sam Raimi's like, we put no face in the tree. I don't it know why totally like It totally looks like a face though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I get it. It looks like a face, but no guys, we didn't put that face in the, the tree. I heard the
0: coolest theory that got debunked and it broke my heart because it was so intricate. So the whole thing with the long claw blinking Was that during some part of while he's under submerged, he gets turned into, because we already know he's a fire white yeah or something like that. Something like that. Because the whole thing is when Bran gets touched by the Night King, they're at that spot with the arrow. That's one of the things he sees is that mountain. And the whole thing is that I was reading this theory that was saying he might be like a, what is it? um
2: a white no uh, there's a white walker
0: it when you're like a spy but you don't know you're a spy
2: oh a manchurian kind of (laughs) kind
0: of like that where he because he's leading them there to that spot they were fucking waiting for them to come there that's why when they got the the fucking zombie thing and they're leaving he's like what the fuck and then you know they, they get a fucking dragon because of that. I yeah. feel like that let's, was all planned.
2: Let's jump into this really quick because we got to end this show here pretty quick. But we got to talk about it because that was, of course, the biggest moment, maybe, of the series. Oh, it's, it's, I've been it's waiting for
0: this since I figured out what White Walkers were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like
2: they go into the White Walkers, which was really cool. We find out if you kill was it a white a walker you, all yeah. the, all you kill whites. one of the white walkers I think it's if you kill a white walker all the whites will <laughs> drop that it turns will drop at least yeah. that's what they think um which ame- so i'm watching that i'm like okay that makes it like oh, that makes me aria. less well it makes me <laughs> less scared of the the white walkers right but they
0: fucking killed the dragon
2: well though. that's that's what i'm getting at that's <laughs> what i'm getting at right dragon. and then they surround them but like they're taking care of so many of them Like it is, it is like a a lot like Lord of the Rings or like a typical fantasy at that point because they're just hacking through everything. They lose like one person and then they take down like how many of them? Like so many. And so I'm just like, yeah, they're seeming less scary as we go on in this episode. I'm so glad Tormund. And then they take like Daenerys comes to save them and uh, takes down. Like takes her dragons and it's just torture and I'm like well now they've just like half the army Rip and then he takes down a dragon which is bad <laughs> enough because you watch that and you're like oh and like I part of me knew it was gonna happen like yeah. when I was watching that when he went for the spear I knew it was gonna I thought happen Sir's
0: he was gonna kill the fucking one of the dragons but honestly.
2: then. What doesn't even occur to me when I'm watching it, what should have occurred to me, because really? Because I, I so
3: <laughs> saw that coming. Yeah,
2: was like as soon as I see him like dragging the dra- the dragon, dragging the dragon, dragon the dragon, <laughs> yeah, oh, out Judo of Ocoo out of the water. Like that, uh, I'm like, oh no! And then they <laughs> do it. Like the eye turns blue. They got an ice dragon now.
0: Now this is the coolest thing that I've heard about it. So the whole prophecy between the Targaryens is that they're uh. There will be three dragon riders. Right. So we know Daenerys is one of them.
2: And we know, we know that Jon's
0: going to be one of them too. We think
2: so because well, he's, he's a Targaryen. Oh, this is the
0: coolest part too. That gets totally um So remember and when And
2: then the Ice King would be the third, right? Most likely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Remember when uh, Sam and Gilly are, like, about to leave that place and he's, like, reading through books and Gilly's like, oh, look, Rhaegar and blah, blah, blah. He married that one chick and they got married. That's explaining that Jon Snow actually has claim to the throne because they got married and had a kid. Jon Snow. So that was kind of cool that that's a thing. So now it's, like, for sure that he's a Targaryen. Because it could have been anything. I mean, it could have been, you know.
2: I, I don't know. I've read it as he was a Targaryen from right. the beginning. So. It's just nice to
0: finally get that he is a Targaryen. Like, it's for sure, you know?
2: Yeah. But, uh, that strike. That that's gonna be uh, fucking sweet. What do we think's gonna come up in this last episode? I is there, think they're like, so gonna kill
0: Yara. Straight up.
2: Which one's Yara?
0: Yara the is the sister.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: I think they're gonna kill Yara. I think Cersei... Is he going to get double-crossed by Euron? Also? They
2: definitely have a meeting, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- that's happening this episode. We've yeah, seen Yeah, like clips. a
0: big
3: gladiator pit oh, where they're meeting. I haven't even seen the... I haven't
2: seen the trailer thing. either,
3: but
0: somebody told
2: oh, me. Oh, yeah. I saw
0: pictures of it today on Instagram, but that's all I've really seen. I think, though, I think everything's going to go south. I can't believe they're even having a meeting. I did not expect that. I expected an oh, I did. all-out war in, in the middle Of them having a war, where Jon's like, "We need to go this way." (laughs) This (laughs) fucking guy is gonna be a fucking problem. And then that dude shows up and he's like, "Hey, so uh, I'm gonna take everyone, you know." And he just he just takes all the dead people, and everyone's fighting.
2: Yeah. Once it became clear that they weren't like that, uh, Daenerys wasn't gonna take Westeros by the end of the season. I was like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna sit down for a meeting. Now, what happens at that meeting? nobody like know. other people have read the leak script but oh there's a leak script Ooh. yeah so somebody somebody hacked into hbo i'm not gonna read it dude. i don't want, want to but. i made that mistake uh a couple seasons ago somebody like hacked no okay so it was and i explained this before so really quickly hbo accidentally like released like think six four. episodes It was like
3: only four wasn't it? maybe it's four it was, a, it was a bunch they did it too, they man. did it
2: on on demand like all at once by accident and pulled it back but by the time they got to pull back they were all torn <laughs> <in>. <laughs> right. and so i watched them all like in a day and then like regretted it because i didn't have that weekly conversation with everybody and that's kind of how like, i felt about the next it, episode yeah. i was like i don't fucking remember what happened because i watched this all like a month and a half ago uh yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the leaked script. I'm I'm going in blind.
0: Oh, this Sunday's gonna be awesome! I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait for the movie long episodes too, because that's well. The
3: next great. week is almost feature length. It's supposed to be eighty minutes.
2: Yeah, it, it's like eighty four. I think seventy nine and, uh,
3: and forty three uh, seconds. I thought
2: I read like eighty four, but that's close enough. Yeah, me and this, it's, it's gonna be a long. This was ass official.
3: Episode. HBO release was seventy-nine minutes eighty or forty-three seconds.
0: Oh, by the way, another thing I wanted to mention. I don't know if you guys have bought the DVDs for Game of Thrones, but I highly recommend it. They, no. It has <laughs> it has history things on it and it explains a lot of things of like why Robert had a Warhammer. You know, it explains like a bunch of things about the lineage and just history and i've learned so much stuff about like why the targaryens are fucking crazy why you know have you read the books i want to but i want to wait until i finish the show that's, that's kind
2: of that's where, where, I'm where i'm at too where and like. part of me is also like wanting to like not be like upset at Georgia R. R Martin for not writing another one anytime soon. So oh, I'm like, man. I'm not in a rush to read. And I heard that yet. the
0: show they're gonna do what The Walking Dead did to the comics, and that kind of bums me out. What do you mean? So the whole have you read The Walking Dead comics at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like totally different from the show.
2: Kinda for the most They're, like part. the guideposts are the same, but they yeah, change. They changed, what like happens.
0: significant things though, and which made me not want to watch The Walking Dead for like a few years, like with the whole Shane thing. Well, Robert that, Kirkman uh, did
2: it that way because he wanted there to be surprises for the the comic book readers who were that, watching I mean, the show. I mean, I get that,
0: but I'm so I'm like I got so far into The Walking Dead that when I started watching the show. Cause I was like, oh, there's yeah, there's a show, and this is cool. Cause my friend was like, dude, should you go with this comic, and I was like, oh, this, this is fucking zombies. I love zombies. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
2: I got into it because of the show. I watched like the first season, and then I like read like every single Walking Dead comic right? after that. And I was like, should I? And then I bought the first one. And then I was just like. Oh, I should. I just started like <laughs> right. like crazy and I'm still, I, I'm going to do a catch up here soon on the comic, but I'm done on the show. They just pissed I me off too much. I stopped watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't Fuck watch this show.
0: last. I thought the fear of the walking dead was kind of cool. Uh, I, I
2: thought watched it was cool because it happens, right? I watched the first season. I watched oh, yeah. the first season. <laughs> That's I, all I was all right with it. And then as I've been away, I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to revisit the walking dead right. world at all in, yeah. in TV, so... Yeah, I'm just giving up on it. But I'm probably going to jump back into the comics here soon. I got pretty far into the comics. Like, they're definitely... I was talking with uh, Mike McWilliams the other day. (laughs) uh, We were talking about Game of Thrones. We had to go outside because we didn't want to ruin anything for John, who was, like, unfortunately working behind a bar and couldn't, like, Uh, watch it as it happened. But we're, like, busting at the seams because we want to talk about the dragon and shit, you know? So we, like, stepped outside and talked about that. And when we came back in, we started talking about Walking Dead. And I was like, "Well, did they do this in the show yet?" And he's like, "No." And so I was sort of gauging where they're at in the show. I was just curious. Did you
0: catch the Walking Dead reference that they made on Game of Thrones? No, they
2: straight
0: up say Walking Dead. (laughs) Did they? I just thought that that was kind of funny.
2: (laughs) And I love the Gendry thing they said because (laughs) it is funny because we were watching it and there was one of the guys was like had the big long beard and stuff, and my wife was like. He's starting to look like uh like uh um uh, who's the main character? I can't even think of his name now. Uh, uh,
0: I can't either, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. And I just went, Cor <laughs> <Carl! laughs> <laughs> I love that uh the when uh, Sir Davos sees Gendry and he's like, "I thought I'd still see you while rowing," because that was like the <laughs> longest joke for Gendry's character was that he's, he's still, still rowing. just rowing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that it's,
0: made me laugh so hard. It's
2: basically the akin to like when Breaking Bad was going when everybody started to realize that Walt's son always ate pancakes. Right. <laughs> it just became a really big thing. <laughs> like it was just constant, just a joke. silly thing. One hey. thing
0: I will say that I wanna end on for the Game of Thrones if we're ending it, um, Jon Snow is fire and ice. And I think that the show is gonna be about Jon Snow. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I I was listening to a podcast today at work, and they were explaining that Jon Snow is the bridge between Fire Targaryen's and Ice Stark. Yeah. Also, he's dead and alive. And the whole thing there was like some prophecy. I can't really remember what they were talking about because I was also working but they were saying that there's going to be three dragon riders and he's the in-between between between the night or the night king and you know Daenerys and he's supposed to be the middleman between that so he's going to be you know Azor allegedly, but I don't really...
2: No, it's going to be Jamie. I
0: know, I want it to be Jamie so bad. I want (laughs) Jamie... I don't want it to be
2: Jamie, I just think it's going to be Jamie. I want Jamie to fucking
0: murder Cersei and just the whole, like, you're fucking horrible. Bop! (laughs) You know? Oh, you're uh, not fucking pregnant? Right? Oh, she's just... Well, he is the
2: Kingslayer, so... You know, and I
0: loved when Terrell called him the fuck out and was like, you're so wrapped up under your finger you can't see how fucking evil she is. I mean like even when like her relative was like you know uh, I told these people that we we were fucking and you know that you fuck your brother and that you had me kill Robert and poison him and that's cool cuz I've repented and she's like that never happened and she's just so into fucking lying and she believes herself and yeah. she just uh just you know
2: well, this is probably a good place to cut off. Thank right. you for, for coming, Jeremiah. Yeah, no problem. You fucking you brought it. Me. Longest episode we've had in a while. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we've been hitting the hour and a half mark more times than we probably <laughs> should. <laughs> but I don't care. I could talk to the end of the year. All right. So take it easy. Respect that outro. Yes. <laughs> Put them on your laptop, put them on your phone, Put them in your ears. Not Safe for Network. With the Not Safe for Network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not
1: Safe for Network.
2: Real Roulette.
0: Maybe you're a film student. I'm
2: picturing you with a beret.
0: We had a good life. Wells' drop it's a bit of the gift and
2: the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Sky. I'm
1: spoiling the shit out of this in 3, 2,
2: 1... Bigs on Film! We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega-podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers! Not safe for network.